0: You come on, can you put your hands together right now? Let's just worship him. Hallelujah! Come on, give a shout of victory. God, we worship you, we magnify you. Hallelujah, Jesus! God, we worship you. Come on, he holds all power, he holds all victory. God, we magnify you, we worship you, Jesus! Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We magnify you. Hallelujah. We worship you. I always say this, but it's so funny. I was talking with someone. You can be seated. I'm going to dismiss the kids to Sunday school, but it's so funny. Like (laughs) the 11 o'clock and then the 2 o'clock, it's so different. God always has a plan for whatever his purpose. And I go through... And I think about one thing in the 11 o'clock, and God deals with me in one way, and then we come to the 2 o'clock, and God deals with me in another way. So here we go. Let's do this. Same notes, everything, but we'll be in Acts chapter 9 after I recap about Acts chapter 8. Um, Not to point you out or anything, but Barry, um, this, uh, well, it's not up yet. Millie, when you get a chance, throw up that this is that. So um, a year uh, a year ago in February, uh, I saw it in the newspaper, that challenge to read through the book of Acts. And I love that. So we took the challenge. Okay. So I love the book of Acts. It's one of my favorite things. So we did a series, this is that. And so we're obviously we're doing it again. And so... We're, but this time we kind of got, st- I got, I got, I'm not going to say they, I'm, I got stuck, and I couldn't just do it like I did last time. I just, I, I'm going chapter by chapter now, <laughs> so it's week by week, chapter by chapter. Um, it was, it was going to be, um, you know, we just uh, hit the whole book, you know, and, and week by week we just hit a, you know, a few chapters at a time, but this time I was just like, okay, I was just I just, I there were so many good things. There's so many good things in the book of Acts. I love it because it's the first church. And if there's any church that we should model after, it's the first church. The best church is the first church. There's, there's a lot of churches that people, there's a, there's a lot of things you go out there, you read. I read a lot of things, you know, like, oh, church growth tactics and all these things. I'm like, I don't really care about those. The, the church that God wants us to be is right here. This is his church growth plan right here, right here in the book of Acts. And so... Very uh, uh, a year ago in February we uh, last February a year ago we 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 went through and we we challenged that and about that time I think there was seven people in our church ish and we we all did it Cindy was one of them um, Cindy and Russell and uh, Cindy and Russell and and, and and Jim and Betty they were there um, they were some of the people that that read through it with us um, um, Sarah was there. Uh, and so we went through and we read the book of Acts chapter by chapter each day, and we studied, um, and I preached each week, and so this time I was like, let's do it again, and Cindy was like, yeah, let's do it again, yeah. and this and this time we were going to just do it in September, you know, you know was like you get extra days, you know, whatever, we'll do it again in February, whatever. <laughs> but uh, it ended up uh, going chapter by chapter, so now we're in October and we're still doing it, <laughs> but it's still good. <laughs> because it's still relevant. Who would have thought it? <laughs> so um, today we're in Acts chapter 9, so I just wanted to say that, yeah, <laughs> just so you know, <laughs> um, don't give up. Keep, keep encouraging people to read. <laughs> um, but uh, today my title is, Are You the One? And so I'll get into that here in just a minute. But last week we did a comparison because um, we got into chapter 8 and we came to the realization that Simon the sorcerer and the eunuch were the two individuals talked about in that chapter. And so Simon the sorcerer, he wanted to amaze people with what he had, what he could do. And so then he tries to buy the Holy Spirit. He tries to buy the Holy Ghost. He saw, he saw what, uh, what was happening. He saw Peter and John praying for him and he was like, oh, uh, here's some silver and here's some gold. I want to buy this from you so that I can lay hands on people Look, that's not how it works. That's just not how it happens. Like God, God does that. It's a work that God does. I don't heal people. I don't do anything. I pray for people and I have faith that God will do the work. But God does the work. It's not me. I'll just be obedient to what God wants me to do. So, so here we go. Simon, the sorcerer, he tries to buy this relationship, this deeper relationship. He believed he was baptized, but he fell into this trap of going back to who he was he got trapped into this thing where he's like, I'm going to go back to who I was because this is easier. Sometimes it's easier for us to go back into who we are. And so he, he kind of gets back into that mindset and he gets some instructions. You need to repent of this. And he's like, oh, do it for me. No one can repent for you. It's something you've got to do on your own. We all must come to repentance. It's not you can't come to me and ask me to repent for you. I'm going to be like, sorry, I can't do it. You got to do it on your own. I can help you. I can be like, hey, look, you got to own up to this, but I I can't repent for you. And so it's easier sometimes to think, well, if I do all the good, that I'll make up for all the bad that I've done. Look, some of us have been bad people. I've been a bad person. I'll admit it. I've done some jerky things. I've been a terrible person. But I know that I got to own up to it. I cannot buy my way into heaven. The only way I can do it is by the grace of God, is through repentance. I have got to repent of what I I got to own up to it. I can't do a lot of good things and, and change the balance. And so here we go. Simon the sorcerer looks and gets his eyes on the prize. And he's like, oh, if I could do this and I could wow people with what I am. Don't get, don't get attracted to the wow. Get attracted to God because he's all that you need. He is the wow. Everything else follows when your eyes are on Jesus. So then we see the eunuch. And so what is so amazing about the eunuch is that he couldn't worship like everyone else. And if you go back and you read Leviticus and and Deuteronomy, I think it was Deuteronomy 23 and Leviticus 21, it will kind of explain to you why he couldn't couldn't worship like everyone else. And so when I look at this, I see um, when Philip is brought to the eunuch, he is Brought to minister to the eunuch. But the eunuch, he had made the decision. I'm going to do this even though, even though I can't do what's normal. Even though everyone else can worship the way that they're allowed to. You know, they're, they're, they're whole. They're, everything is normal for them. I'm going to worship the way that I can. He, he couldn't be like everyone else. Because of him being a eunuch. How many times when normal comes, we're like, oh, oh man. I just never mind throwing the towel. I can't be a Christian today. The weather it's raining. Shoot. Man, I, I the sun's out. I can't be a Christian today can 't serve god you 're like it 's funny, but like sometimes our excuses for our our, our relationship with God are that simple i can 't serve God because of this or i can 't serve God because of that, and they 're really that simple because like when you think about like people in Pakistan and people in China who are serving God under oppression and under a regime that that, that, that kills Christians. We are spoiled, rotten. We get to sit in air conditioned and heated buildings and padded seats. And, and, and oh, my word. Think about it in that day. Like maybe God isn't looking for a normal church. Maybe God is sick and tired of the normal churches. Maybe COVID was the wake-up call to the church. Hey, it's time that you get out of your buildings and get into the streets and begin to proclaim my name. Maybe it's time that you stop trying to congregate in one place. Maybe it was a Tower of Babel type of thing. I don't know. Maybe it's time that we start having some house churches. Maybe it's time that we go and have... like I was was talking about this at the 11 o'clock service with one of the guys. I was like... Man, it's, this right here, this is more than enough right here. You can run three services and run 120 people. More than enough. We can run a service in Purim. We can run a service in Wadena. We can run a service in... Where's, where's Wanda from? She's She's wobbing. Wobbin, that's what I meant. Wobbin, we can run a service up in Wobbin so she can walk across the street and get to church. Why, she got to drive 20 minutes to get to church. We can, we can reach people, where we can go to them. I, I don't care if a kid is loud in church. I don't care. A screaming baby, I'm never going to kick a kid out if they're screaming in church. I don't care if it distracts you. I'm sorry it distracts you. I got ADD, it distracts me too. Jennifer distracts me sometimes in Bible study. I don't kick her out. (laughs) I get distracted by the patterns in the carpet. But that sound, oh, that sound, oh, I love it. But the eunuch was like, I'm going to worship no matter what. We got to have a desire. Oh, it doesn't matter. I'm going to worship. Even though I can't, I'm going to try and get, I, I'm going to push past everything that's going on in my mind. Everything that's going on in my life, I'm going to push past and get into the presence of God today. It's, it's, it's easier said than done, I know. Because there's days when I, when I, it's like the veil is 16 feet thick and I can't get into the holiest of holies. God, why can't I get in? What's going on? And I just, I can't push through, past my mind. I'm trapped. Sometimes I look at everything and I feel judged. I judge myself. I'm the harshest critic of myself. But I look at this. God sent Philip for a reason. I really believe this. Without a shadow of a doubt. It was a very legalized system back then, you know? When we get further into the book of Acts, you'll see... They they began to reason, well, this person can be a Christian or this person can't, you know, you have to be circumcised or you can't, you know, all these things and this law and this law and that law and all these different things. Well, God sends Philip to minister to this eunuch, delivers the message to him. I think God was making a point with this. He's worthy. Even though under the law he would not have been, Able to worship like everyone else, he's just good enough as you are, he's on the same level as you are, even though we would have reasoned him out. I think God sent Philip there for a special reason to say, This person that man would have probably reasoned out and justified as he's not good enough, he's good enough, he's enough, I am enough. I made him whole. He may not be whole in body, but I made him whole. I'm enough. I don't need anything else, but I'm enough. That is what the thing is that's beauty. You may not be whole today, but God is enough. God is all that we need. It doesn't matter where we are in our physical abilities or where we are. God is enough. I struggled with depression and anxieties and all these things. And yes, I believe that sometimes the enemy uses those things as as a spiritual attack. And yes, I believe in mental health and all those things. I wouldn't be a counselor if I didn't. But I also believe that sometimes that we have to come to a point, oh, I need help. And I have to understand that Jesus is the answer, that I've got to come to him, that he is my answer. That I find everything in him. It's all in him. So here we go. Let's dive into Acts chapter 9. So after saying all of that. That was like not really my message. But it like it ties into my message today. So That was all the free stuff. So now. What? <laughs> Cindy you've been so sick. I'll preach last week too. If you want me to. <laughs> You want me to go back to chapter 8? I'm kidding, kidding. (laughs) After service party, we'll preach chapter 8 too. (laughs) So I'm kind of a little bit different today. We're going to jump down to 9, 21 through 22, Acts chapter 9, 21 through 22. And I just want to point out a couple of scriptures here to keep in your mind as I preach this message. So my title was, Are You the One? And so I want to say this right here. After saying all that I just said about the, Simon the Sorcerer and the eunuch, now we're going to talk about Saul. Cool guy. Love this dude. So here we go. All who heard him, verse 21, were astounded and said, isn't this the man in Jerusalem who was causing havoc for those who called on his name and came here for the purpose of taking them as prisoners to the chief priests? But Saul grew stronger and kept confounding the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. I love this scripture because people began to judge him by who he was, not what God had done. And a lot of times, contrary to popular belief, we judge people like I'm not like, I'm not like, like, like just hear me out for a moment. Like we all judge people. Like, whether you want to or not, like, you judge someone. You've all judged me, okay? Like, whether I'm nice to you or not, you, you've judged me at some point. You're like, oh, he's nice. That's, that's judgment, okay? Whether you said it to my face or not, you judged me, okay? Whether you're like, oh, my gosh, I hate his shirt. You judged me, okay? You kept it in your mind. If you said, Jennifer likes to tell me that my lobster shirt she doesn't really like, I'm like, it just means I'm not crabby, Okay? um (laughs) and so here in this in this in this in this chapter here i see this they began to judge him by who he was i believe that god can change the nature of his most beloved creation because we see it that he changes the nature of birds throughout the bible he changed he changed a raven to feed elijah and I think about that. If he can change the nature of a bird, something that is to scavenge, uh, and he would uh, allow it to bring something to feed, I believe that he can change the very nature of who I am. And I believe that God has changed my nature. I am not who I was 15 years ago. 15 years ago, you would have not liked me. I, was not, I am not that person. But you know what? Sometimes I could be judged for the, f- the person I was 15 years ago. You know what? That's 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 okay. That's you know what, but here we go. And I know this is recent, but whatever. He was judged for who he was. Isn't this the guy? They forget the work that God had done. I'll get more into that here in just a minute. But how many times have we done this? We become the accuser of the brethren. Oh man, did you remember that guy back in high school? Can you believe that he went to church? Oh man can you believe this guy if you would have saw him back in high school like he was ridiculous he was he was on a football team he was the biggest jerk to people oh man he was a bully oh you should have seen him at parties he would do drugs he was hooking up with every chick like all these like you can think about it run it through your mind you've heard the conversation in any type of way oh you see that you see that girl Oh, she sings, she sings with the worship team. She, but you should have seen her back in her college days. And the way she used to run around when she was in the college. Oh man, you should have seen her. Oh, can you believe they got that crackhead teaching Sunday school? Can you believe that? My wife's not a crackhead. Neither is my neither is Jeff. Like, okay, so I'm just I'm just saying, like, I'm just using examples, but like, come on, you've heard these things, and like God, God can change a person god can change the very nature of a person but i will tell you this i've had cocaine okay i've had fentanyl i've had i've had uh i can't even remember all the things i've had i just i've had them okay i can't even remember them, okay i've had them i've had i've had the i can't even remember the one i was gonna say ketamine that was the one i've had them i've had all these drugs and 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 here i am still before you but yet there are some people yeah there's been people that, oh, yeah, he sold them. Yeah, you know what? I did. I have. I have made mistakes. I've been a terrible person. I have done some bad things. But you know what? God has changed. And I'm not here to weigh the scales. Because you know what I know? That my past is covered. That's right. Your past has been covered. God, because of what he did on Calvary... We are covered. It doesn't matter the past that we have. When we come to him and we've been repentant and we've been repentant and we've been buried with him in baptism. It's been washed away and behold all things have become new. I am a new creation in Christ. I am thankful for that. I am thankful that I can behold all things have become new. That is why I love the book of Acts because this what I believe here today is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. This what I believe today is right here what was in the book of Acts. I believe that there is still power, that the church still has power to tread on the serpent's head. And I believe this too that sometimes the church becomes the devil. Sometimes I believe the church becomes the accuser of the brethren. And which one are you? Are you Paul or are you Satan? Are you the one? Are you the accuser of the brethren? Are you the one answering the call of God? Because if you will answer the call of God. It doesn't matter what someone says about you. You are not qualified by man. You are not called by man. But you are called by the most high. You are qualified by him. He's given you your word. That's all that you need. Everything that you need. So when we're here studying how to teach. Remember it doesn't matter the past. Remember it doesn't matter all that you know. You know this. That God loved you. When Paul came to preach. He came and he began to preach Jesus Christ rose died again and he rose again and now I can have a new life in him I'm thankful for the message that God began to preach in the book of Acts I'm so thankful okay so now moving on so let's let's see what happened here with Saul okay Acts 9 1 through 2 So now Saul was breathing threats and murders against the disciples of the Lord. He went to the high priest and requested letters from him to the synagogues in Damascus. So that that if he found any men or women who belonged to the way, he might bring them as prisoners to Jerusalem. He had the right to judge. But it was judging against God. He was fighting against God. Make sure just because someone tells you, That you can do something. You are not going against the will of God. Just because a leader speaks into your life. And tells you. Hey you can do this. Does not mean if you have not fact checked it. With the word of God. Does not mean that you get to just go and do it. You better fact check it. And make sure you're not going against the will of God. You might find yourself on the Damascus road. Like Paul. Saul. Acts 9, 3-4, through 4, it says, As he traveled and was nearing Damascus, a light from heaven suddenly flashed around him. Falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Eventually, God's going to be like, yo, what's up? Why are you doing this? You know what's so awesome? Is Saul had an opportunity. He didn't need this. He had an opportunity. Remember chapter 7, Stephen's message? He was standing there, holding the jackets of the people that were stoning Stephen. He heard the message. He knew who Jesus was. He had heard the message. He had heard it preached, and it had angered him, just like it angered everyone else, to the point that he did. and very the next, very next chapter, in, in, in chapter eight, it says, "Saul approved." what had happened whoa Saul! dude you're messing with the wrong side you're aligning yourself with the wrong side sometimes we align ourselves with the wrong side for whatever reason we get mixed up we get outside of the word of god we can mistakenly get outside of the word of god for whatever reason but we have got to quickly find ourselves. That's why on Tuesday night, the, a couple weeks ago, I was teaching about fact checking. Because it says in Matthew, that as you see the day's approach, that you better watch. But it also says that in the last days, false prophets will arise. How do you? How, what's the best way to avoid false prophets? Know the word of God. Hide the word of God in your heart so that you might not sin against him. So how do you do that? You hide the word of God in your heart so that when false prophets arise and they try and preach something that is contrary to the word of God, you can be like, "Mm, I fact checked that in my spirit and know that he's a liar. And you run from it. That is how it works. So here we go. We see this. I wonder what thought crossed Saul's mind when all of this transpired, when the light came down and all of a sudden he hears this voice. Saul, why do you persecute me? Because he, his response is, in verse 5, Who are you, Lord? Saul, you know. You know. You, Who are you, Lord? Whoa. There's something about this. I wonder, I just wonder if Stephen's message wasn't recalled in his mind. Oh, my word. It couldn't have been that far in the past. Like it couldn't have been more than, you know, a few weeks maybe. You know, Stephen's message. So fresh in his mind. Oh my word. Is this? No. Because here comes the response, Saul said. Here comes the response from God. I am Jesus. The one you are persecuting, he replied. Whoa. Here's the thing. Saul was persecuting. But I love Jesus' response. But. It wasn't condemnation. It was but. It wasn't. You just depart from me. There was a chance. There was an opportunity. Again he had already heard the message. Why does he get an opportunity? Why do we deserve an opportunity? Many of us don't deserve To repent. Many of us don't deserve to be baptized. Many of us don't deserve forgiveness. Yet he says but. I'm thankful. For this. But get up and go into the city. And you will be told. What you must do. Look at the change in position here. He was doing what he thought was the work of God. And now he's told what he needs to do. There's a change in position. He was doing what he thought he was leading, and now he's doing what he's told. He's now in submission to God's will. Now he's following what God wants him to do. I don't know about you, but I don't think I would have wanted to go talk to Saul. I would have been scared to death to go talk to Saul. Seriously. I don't know. Like we say, oh now I've got boldness, I would have. (laughs) Yeah, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe it would have happened. Okay, but I would have been scared. And I'm not saying Ananias wasn't afraid, but I'm also not going to rule it out that he was afraid. Uh, so uh, as we go through this here, let me just read something. So he was, he, he, was, he was pulling people out of their homes and putting them in jail. I don't know, Saul's a bad dude. I'd have been the skirt of him. I don't know it says. The Bible says, you know, we're not supposed to have the spirit of fear, but of love of power of his own mind. <laughs> <laughs> but i know i know i know i know but sometimes in that position i'd have been a little scared. maybe 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 not maybe if i would have been like ananias maybe i wouldn't have been so here we go in verses 10 through 12 god gives ananias the vision not the ananias that died in ba- back in chapter i think it was five because because ananias is dead so this has got to be this is obviously a different ananias okay ananias died Back then, this is a new Ananias, okay? He didn't come back to life, and this isn't like chapters out of order, just so you know. Um, and so, funny in this, I- I'm like, it-, it blows my mind. He comes to him and says, Saul is a chosen instrument. <sighs> what? Chosen instrument? God, what about, what about me? Well, why is he a chosen instrument? To take my name to Gentiles, kings, and Israelites. But I love the the honesty of Ananias here. He doesn't tell God no. But he also doesn't just jump at the opportunity, just to be clear. Now, I get this. We're not supposed to judge people. But you know what? That scripture, judge not lest you be judged, is like the most misquoted scripture of all time it's not talking about not judging. Don't judge lest you be judged. It's talking about you will be judged with the measure that you judge people. So don't judge people outside of the Bible. You're going to be judged with the measure that you judge them. I judge people according to God's word. Okay. So if something is going on, we're going to sit down and study God's word and figure out, oh, we are both. Okay. We're both dealing with something. We both need to work on this. Okay, we, okay, you need to work on this. I need to work on this. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Um, piercing the divine. Oh man, why? Thank you. Thank you. And then there's that other one that I was just gonna quote and I just slipped my mind, but that was a good one anyways. We'll just leave it with that one before I misquote another one. <laughs> um, and so I think it's important because all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction in righteousness, for instruction in righteousness. Okay, so you have these scriptures. I didn't learn those for this one. Like, (laughs) I just, sometimes I like, a scripture hits me and I (laughs) forget all the words in it. (laughs) Um, There's a purpose for the word of God. It's to help us grow in relationship with God. And so, when something is going on, I am to use the word of God. This is the measure that I am to judge. Okay? It doesn't mean don't judge. It means use this as the measure. Stop using your measure and use this as the measure. Okay? Your rules and your regulations, the eunuch, that was man. Okay? God was like, here's a new covenant. I'm changing some things. Here's a new covenant. I've got some new things. I'm doing a a new thing in someone's life. Here's something new. I'm going to take it to the Gentiles. It's going to be something new. That was contrary to popular belief. Unpopular. We'll be there in two weeks. I'm excited about that one. Anyways, the scripture is powerful. This is all you need. This will change your life. You don't need to judge by your views, your worldview. Everything you need is in the word of God. And so, as Christians, I think sometimes we mess that up. We're like, oh, I can't judge people. No, we can be cautious, 100%. We can be cautious, and I am cautious. I don't just like run around and give people my, my house code. So, I, I, Ashley's got my house code. I don't know. I think Cindy might actually have my house code. Oh, okay, maybe she doesn't. Okay. Cindy's a safe one to give your house code to. (laughs) But I don't just run up to someone on the street and be like, hey, I'm going to trust you. I have got to build relationship first before I trust them. But sometimes there's been hurt and pain in my life. There's been situations that come up and it pushes me into this place where I just can't trust. And sometimes that translates to us in our relationship with God. Oh, I can't. Oh, I can't trust God. Because of what a man, a woman, uncle, brother, sister, whatever did to me, I have a, I can't, I can't trust. And so I, I reserve myself and I stop and I can't, I can't trust God. I, and we, and we hold on to these things and we, just, I can't fully give myself to God because of this. Sometimes we judge ourselves on a measure that isn't biblical. To the point where we can't even get ourselves to God. I'm not worthy. And God's like, yes, you are. I love you. If any person wasn't worthy, Saul, come on, he was killing his people. But look what Ananias says here. He's like, oh, God. He's like, Lord, Ananias answered, I've heard of, from many people about this man. How, how much harm he's done to your saints in Jerusalem. He has authority here from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. This is a bad dude. Just, God, I want you to know, like, he's a bad dude. But the Lord said to him, go, for this man is my chosen instrument. To take my name to Gentiles, kings, and Israelites. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Oh, goodness. Some of you have a story. So locked up in that hurt and pain. And you are just waiting for Ananias to come and say, brother, sister, I've got a message for you. You're just waiting for that faith to be unlocked that God has got a plan for you, that God loves you, that God cares for you, that he doesn't care about your past that it doesn't matter where you've been, that it can be under the blood, that it can be under the past, that it, that it can be because of Calvary, it can be forgiven. I'm thankful for what he did on Calvary. If you are looking for a change in your life, if you're looking for a transformation, I can tell you this right here. What happened in the book of Acts is still, for the church today, is still changing lives today. I'm telling you, it is the one thing that has changed my life dramatically. Is the filling of his spirit. That right there is what has changed me. It changed my mind. It changed my attitude. It changed my addictions. I'm telling you the only thing that I'm addicted to. Is Jesus Christ. He is the best thing in my life. I don't know about you. But sometimes we hear Christians. Become the accuser of their brethren. We hear them. Oh, my goodness. Can you believe so and so went to church and it didn't burn? Can you believe I've heard it so many times they sit and and they love to get around and they love to talk about the next person and they love to talk about this person and that person. And why? Why do we become the accuser of the brother? And what does that joy does that bring? The only time we should be talking about a person is if we are in prayer to God. Oh, my word. Sometimes we, we allow that to happen, but look what Ananias does. He does what God tells him. He is called, and God, he goes, and Ananias, he goes in verse 17, went and entered the house. He placed his hands on him and says, Oh, Saul, you accuser, oh, you terrible person. No, he says, Brother, Brother Saul, it didn't matter. He said, it doesn't matter the past because God brought me to this place. It didn't matter who you were because God's already changing the nature. But sometimes we get it in our mindset. Oh, this person, I don't want to touch them. I, I got to keep them at a distance. I I, I don't want to get their-, their germs on me. I, I don't want to get who they are on me. I want to stay at a distance. I want to I wanna keep, I don't want to get their weirdness on me. But no, God did not call us to do that that he called us to help remove the grave clothes and to do that you have got to get dirty to do that you have got to get into their bubble you have got to say brother sister I love you I'm here to pray for you and as he did that scales fell off of his eyes but it wasn't just a in, in the physical sense it was a spiritual thing too because when he did it it was as if Knowledge. It was as if God began to do a work in him because he was like, whoa, there's some things I need to do. Check this out. It says, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road you were traveling has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. I love it that he called him brother. That's faith. I know none of you have well, hopefully killed anyone. Verse 18 it says, at once, something like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. Immediately, he began proclaiming Jesus in the synagogues. He is the son of God. Okay, now check this out. There's a shift. As soon as it happened, there was a shift. It was as if these scales fell off from him. As soon as he saw the need, as soon as he saw it, he was like, okay, okay. Let's get this right. Repentance, baptism, only filled with his spirit. Oh, man, I love that. There is something when the scales fall off of someone's eyes and they began to see it. That's why I say when God begins to deal with someone and I see water, what's stopping us from baptism? I don't care if it's the first time or the second time. God begins to deal with you. I'm not going to stop you because God's dealing with you and I am not going to hinder what God is doing in your life. And sometimes, sometimes our heart wasn't in the place that it needed to be and sometimes God has got to bring us to the place that we need to be again and I'm telling you sometimes it doesn't matter you've been doing it for 50 years maybe sometimes sometimes it's just God is like hey I need to get your attention and maybe maybe just maybe it's for someone else to get their attention I don't know I, I'm not I'm not an expert on everything I already told you that I like I don't have a degree in divinity I'm biblical studies. I, don't, I have a degree in counseling. <laughs> Your story has power. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. So, when you're wondering how you overcome the enemy, there's two things. You need the blood applied to your life, and I know that sounds like you're like you're like, oh my word, I do not want blood. That getting weird. I'm not talking about literal blood, okay? Let me just like clear that up. Blood applied to your life. Uh, I think it's Romans talks about how we are buried with Him in baptism, and that that's that's what I'm talking about, having the blood applied to your life. It's a, it, it's, that's why I say. Reading the Old Testament brings understanding to the New testament there 's a lot of things that tie into the New Testament and understanding like the Tabernacle and the and the even the blood and the doorposts and all those things having the understanding of that into the New Testament like it helps you understand some of the terminology and things like that so that is what I'm talking about, having that applied to your life. God, I want your blood at Calvary that was shed for me. I want that covering my past because I want the old man to pass away. So behold, all things can become new. I want to be a new creation in Christ. I want to rise again to walk in a newness of life. That is what I want. That is what I want to be as a Christian. I don't want to go back to the old man. Yes, sometimes, like he, he I feel like sometimes. Sometimes the zombie comes up and tries to chase me and sometimes he's like knocking at my door Bray. i'm like no go 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 back to the grave and gotta shoot him in the head i don't know why that just took a turn it's because it's a 2 p.m service your story has power just like paul Saul. his story changed a lot of people's lives Because he allowed God to use him. You have a story. But who are you going to give your story to? A lot of us. A lot of times. Sell our story to the person who will pay the highest price. We choose to prostitute our story. To the person who will pay the highest price. We'll give our talents to the one. Who will pay the most. I'm not into this for money. I'm into it for relationship. God, I'm giving you my story. Everything that I am, God, I give it to you. God, because without you, I am nothing. God, you you get my story. Yes, what the enemy meant for evil. God's going to take it and turn it for good. When you get submitted to the will of God and you begin to follow him, things begin to change. Look at Saul. The scales fall off his eyes and he begins to preach Jesus. You see, you let God have control and stop controlling everything. And he has a way of changing our minds. He has a way of changing who we are, changing the very nature. I can tell you all the stories of my past and who I was, but that's not me anymore. That's the old man. I walk a new path. I can tell you everything that I was, the alcohol, the drugs. I can tell you about that, or I can tell you about the glory of God. I can tell you about how great God is. We can focus so much and be stuck in the past Or we can look at how great God is and focus on what he can do. I would so much rather focus and be be enamored with what God can do. And what he has done and what he will do. I know that we serve an all-powerful God. I know that we serve a healing God. That through him all things are possible. That he heals. That he is. Your story has power. And your story... Many times will confuse the enemy and it will confuse people. That's what I love is, you see, sometimes people become the enemy. (laughs) And that's what's sad. It's like people are like, oh, don't you remember that person? (laughs) Cares. Why does it matter their past? Why don't we look at what God's done? Yes, we can be cautious. Yes, I believe in caution. Yes, we run background checks on Sunday school teachers. Yes, we do that because we have to. And it's a smart thing. But but I also believe that God can change the nature. This may sound terrible. I want this church to be full of people who are drug addicts, to, to, to be full of people who are, and I should say this differently, former alcoholics, former drug addicts, I want to see this church full of people who have formerly struggled with mental health. I want to see people that have struggled and are struggling with current things right now because I believe God is a deliverer that God can change. I want to see God transform lives. I believe it that God can do it. Your story has power. Don't allow it to hurt someone. Allow it to help someone. This I know God loves you. And I know. God cares for each and every person that's here. But I have to always ask the question. Which one are you? Will you be the accuser of the And I've been there. I've been him. I've been the accuser. I'm ashamed to admit it. I've been the accuser. But I don't want to be. I'm going to do my best to not be. I'm going to try my best to not be. I'm going to try my best to let go of bitterness. So that it doesn't harbor bitterness. Because remember it was bitterness. in Simon the sorcerer's life. That he was holding on to. That caused him to think he needed to buy. The Holy Spirit. You can, you can give that bitterness to God. It's a good trade. Turn the bitterness over to him. We've all been the accuser at some point in our life. God, I'm giving it over to you. God, I don't want to be the accuser. God, I want to be the one who answers the call. I want to be the Ananias that helps someone unlock their faith. I, I want to be the Saul who shares their story. God, I want to be the Saul that has, ha, has the scale fall from their eyes. God, I, I want to be the person, God, who, who who shares their story that sees someone else's faith increased. God, I want to see people's lives changed because of your power. I believe that. I, I'm crazy enough to believe the word of God, that the word of God is true, that the word of God is powerful. That that it's all that we need, that everything, that that, that it's right here, that everything that I need, all my help is found in Jesus Christ. Maybe your next step, maybe you're like, I don't know what my next step is. Maybe you're like, I'm I'm, I'm perfect. Uh, I'm like, I don't, I don't need anything. You know what, some people, some people think they're perfect. That's okay. I'm not perfect. Maybe your next step is, is leading in prayer. Just maybe your next step is reading the announcements. Maybe your next step is going to Bible study. Maybe your next step is, I don't know, praying at Bible study. Maybe your next step is like staying after to pray at Bible study. I don't know. We have prayer, at Bible study, after Bible study. Just pray with us. Like, I know it takes extra time, but prayer takes time. Fast. Now, what's fasting? Cut a meal out. I believe in fasting. I did it this week. It's, it's awesome. Probably You'll probably have some bad days afterwards. But I promise you it's worth it. I'm going to do it again this week. Fasted Monday. I believe fasting is one of the ways to quickly begin to bring your flesh into subjection. I know this. That the church is under attack. And that the church has got to fight. And if there's anything, we have got to sound the alarms and we've got to fight. And we've got to stand with each other. We've got to lock arms. Maybe your next steps: teach teaching a Bible study. Maybe maybe it's saying hello to someone. You see, you're like, those are really big things. Say hello to someone. So let, let someone know that you that you care about them, that you know. Like just be someone that cares for someone. Let someone know that they're your brother or your they're your sister. We're supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I uh I want to challenge you today. If you feel comfortable, I, I I believe the altar is not a place like when we and I call this place an altar. Like I don't know, it's not an altar. It's it's just, it's just a place. It's just, it's just gathering at the front. Like it's not an altar. I don't know. I assume it probably got that name. Like you know, just come to the front. You know, is bringing a sacrifice. You know change in your life, you know, lay it down before God. I I challenge you, if you're comfortable and you're looking for change in your life, why don't you gather up here with me today and let's all pray together and lift each other up in prayer because there's a fight. And I believe that there is a battle being waged for every one of your souls, for every one of your stories. And that God has a purpose for each and every one of you. That God has a plan for you. That God wants to do something great in your lives, in this church, and in this city. I believe without a doubt in my mind that there can be a revival like never before. That God can move. I believe that we can experience it just like in the book of Acts. I believe that the wind is still blowing, and I believe that God wants to move today. So I challenge you today that if you're looking for a change, why don't you just come up and and say, I'm done with where I'm at. I, I need a place. I need a change. God, I pray right now that you would begin to move right now in this place. God, that you would touch. God, I pray that you would begin to sweep into this place right now, God that you would begin to minister God I pray that you would help us God lead us and guide us God I worship you I magnify you hallelujah I give myself away so
1: you can come on let him know I give myself away I give myself away so you Can you, I give myself away. What would happen if a generation embraced this? So come on, tell them, here I am. Here I am. Here I stand.
0: First service, I, uh, Jennifer walked in, it was funny, and, uh, you ever have those moments where you, like, just, like, feel seen? I talked about this in the first service, I didn't talk about it here, until now, but she was just, like, she called me on it, she was just like, you okay? And I was like, well, yeah, I am, I mean, I was, but I wasn't, So she saw it, but i was like i appreciate that so like i'm like i don't know what the deal is i'm Nothing better now that you said
1: something, you know?
0: like and i kind of was a little better but like you know, just, there was a lot of stuff now. in here i had one of those weeks you know you ever have those weeks that are just like everything know i started with a uh, monday um this Your week and then like all throughout the week like i didn't know what day it was like i'm serious like on Wednesday, I was supposed to begin a meeting, and I wasn't, and then I texted my, I went, I got into the meeting on Thursday, like 24 hours later, and texted my supervisor, like, hey, where is there?" He was like, uh, you're late. And I was like, why you no text? <laughs> He's like, I thought you were busy. I was like, I was, last night I was literally at the school working all night long, like just... I was just, it was one of those weeks, but it was weird, like, it opened the door, so I was able to take Candy to the hospital, so it all worked out, but it was a weird week, and then Friday, you know, just wearing my Detroit Lakes shirt into Raider territory at Lake Park, you know, like that, that caused drama, so I had to buy a Lake Park shirt, so it was just a fun week. I'm ready for Monday, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but uh jennifer said something and i just wanted to say it matters if you see something in my life it is okay to ask and to say something too like it is like it really is like i was so appreciative that she would care enough because a lot of times we'll see something and we're not invested enough we'll be like okay it is good okay see ya someone says it's good, it's okay to say, is it? It's like Brother Saul. I'm sure there was questions Saul had later. I'm sure there was things that Saul asked later. We'll get into that next week. Probably not next week, actually. I think it's the week after that. But there was some things, like he goes to the disciples, and they did, they rejected him, and all these things, and they were afraid of him. Like He needed an advocate to say hey no this happened i was there there was things that took place sometimes we just need each other it's okay like myself and you when you see something it's okay to be like hey is it really and so i appreciated that and so i said that in the first service i to say it here too since she's actually sitting here it is okay (laughs) but um Love you guys. Have a great week. Let's pray. God, I pray that you would touch us this week. God, I pray that you would move in our lives. God, continue to work in us and through us. God, I pray that you would touch us. God, put us in front of people, God, that we can teach. God, that we can reach. God, that we can show, share our story. God, God, I pray that you would touch us. God, that you would move in our lives. Keep us as we go throughout this week. God, touch uh, our reboot recovery, God. And touch, uh, touch our... Um, Bible study on Tuesday. God, I pray that you would move in a mighty way throughout this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day. God bless.